Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. With your host, Andrew Donaldson, this is Heard Tell. Hi, welcome back to Hertel. Okay, been a minute since we had him. Let's go up to the Northeast, see what them folks up there have been up to. They've done some voting here lately, and just because everybody thinks it's solid blue, there's actually some really interesting political things going on up there. Great to welcome our friend back, Adam Bass. He's a reporter. He's with the North Star Reporter up in Attleboro. That's in Massachusetts, for those of you from Logan, and elsewhere that aren't mass holes. How are you, my friend? Good to see you again. Thank you for having me on once again, Andrew, and great to be part of the show once more. See, this is the thing. Let's just start right there. I'm joking about it, but it is true. You know, the national narrative has kind of moved away from the Northeast for the most part, although, you know, they still talk about New York and things like this. People just kind of write off and go, oh, well, New England, it's solid blue. Why bother politically? We had the primaries there a couple of weeks ago. Didn't get a whole lot of press. There's actually some interesting stuff going on in New England politics these days. Yeah, there is. Uh, I will say there has been a lot of reporting on the New Hampshire uh, primary and the upcoming election since it is one of the big, and I say this in quotes, competitive races. Uh, for the for a while, uh, Maggie Hassan, who is the incumbent senator of New Hampshire, looked to be the most vulnerable senator uh, in the Democratic uh, incumbencies. But the problem is, is that former governor, or excuse me, incumbent governor, Chris Sununu, a Republican, decided, you know, I want to stay as Republican. I'm not going to listen to uh, minority Senate leader Mitch McConnell to run. I'm going to stay here. So now she's facing uh, a retired uh, member of the army, that being Don Baldock, for Senate. And she is looking to win the race right now. Anything can happen. But, you know, New Hampshire is going to be a very interesting place to look at because, as you said, it's not a dark blue state. I would say it's more cobalt. For those who are not familiar with color theory, that's a very light blue, uh, bordering on to a more lavender side. But uh, look, Art and political science, two different things. <laughs> and the thing is, is that Maggie Hassan really going to go up uh, hard against Mr. Balduck and really going to make this race all about where he stands on issues such as abortion and basically keeping the government outside of New Hampshire, specifically an abortion ban or uh, intruding on rights, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and New Hampshire, for folks that you know, a little bit younger, that used to be a decently conservative Northeastern state. Um, it started to flip. Carrie barely beat W in 2004 there. I think it was two points or less. Mm -hmm. Before that, the elder Bush won it outright. This, there was a lot of conservatives and, and a healthy, very healthy, very competitive Republican Party in the state of New Hampshire. That seems to have been gone now. Did see A lot of people were looking at Sununu as kind of the last hope or maybe the next step of bringing back the party. With him not going to the national level, 
it feels like maybe that state's just going to go blue and that's going to be it for at least a couple of cycles, if not a generation. Does that feel like it there? Sort of. See, the thing about New Hampshire and its conservatives are what I would like to call independence with common sense. So as I said, one of the big things about New Hampshire is that they like their privacy. They like to do what they like, but they don't like extremism on either the Republican side or the Democratic side. That's why you see someone like um, the current incumbent of the first New Hampshire district, Tom Pappas, sort of go against President Joe Biden's um, college uh, debt relief plan. Um, he says it's a bit too much. It doesn't really help those who are hard workers and union workers up in New Hampshire, uh, and Custer, a little also a little more wary about that plan. She represents the second district. Both are Democrats. But the thing is, is that the Republicans that represented New Hampshire and were sort of the backbone are turning into what's called free staters. Now, these are the people who are very, very libertarian, would rather, you know, have no government at all. There was an article in the New York Times that said that one free seater said democracy is a form of communism, which is basically they don't like it. They don't like having big government at all. But at the same time, New Hampshire voters want common sense government. Uh, again, these are the voters that really did well uh, or live in areas like Manchester, Nashua, those suburban uh, el wealthier towns. Uh, by the southeast part of New Hampshire. The MAGA types, Make American Great Again types, they don't really gel unless they're in very uh, low college educated uh, towns below the college educated line. And that's sort of the problem. They're running out of space to do that in New Hampshire. So while I don't think it's going to be dark, dark blue like Massachusetts or even Rhode Island, I do think it's going to be a cobalt blue, a state that prefers these common sense Democrats who want to keep people's rights, but also not to go full hog in doing full government in New Hampshire. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Yeah, well, let's talk about a neighboring state up there that we don't talk about politically. 
a whole lot, but they are darker blue than that. Uh, Rhode Island, they also did some voting. You mentioned it, though. If you get down past the news, and there wasn't a whole lot of news because who talks about Rhode Island unless you're going to Rhode Island, right? There's some interesting things going on there, and you highlighted one race in particular. That's correct. So the big race in Rhode Island, aside from the governor's race, which was really close in the primary, the big race that national pundits and reporters like to talk about is Rhode Island's 2nd District. Now, this is the western part of Rhode Island and all the way down to the bottom of the state. You have, for the Democratic side, Seth Magaziner. On the Republican side, uh, Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. Now, people saw this as a very competitive race after Jim Lavigin uh, decided to retire. But the thing is, is that I don't see a red win. I see a red herring there. Rhode Island 2nd District contains parts of Providence, Westerly, and, of course, Cranston. And the problem is that those places have voted relatively Democratic for years. And, you know, people were talking about this race when Joe Biden's, uh, President Joe Biden's approval were, were not very strong uh, in the low, low 40s, not to this 45, 44 where he is now. And people were thinking maybe Alan Fung, who is this sort of uh, moderate Republican that New England is known for, will do well there. But the problem is that uh, Kevin McCarthy, minority, uh, spe- uh, minority leader of the House, has attached himself to this race. And the problem is that if you're going to run as a moderate Republican in Massachusetts, or excuse me, Rhode Island, you're going to need to buck the party heart. I'm going to give an example you're very familiar with. Uh, your senator, Joe Manchin. Now, he is, you know, he's a West Virginian icon. But what he's known for is running as Joe Manchin first, a Democrat second. Same with Charlie Baker up here, our governor, a Republican, or excuse me, Charlie Baker first, a Republican second. When you're running as a House member, you're part of an ant colony, uh, in, in metaphorically. You're part of the party. So unless Alan Fung says, look, stay away from me. I do not want to be a part of this. I'm going to run on my record as mayor of Cranston. Go away. But he's not. He hasn't really done that. He sort of said, all right, I'll be a part of the party because that's what House members do. And I don't think it's going to go well in places like Westerly, which is the southernmost part of Rhode Island, certainly not in parts of Providence. And maybe he'll do well in Cranston, but I don't know if it's going to be enough in an R plus two year, which is what people are projecting, and a Republican plus two year, which is what people are projecting to be this midterms uh, makeup. Yeah, it's a good point and a good idea. The thing about Joe Manchin, let's loop this back to New Hampshire for a minute. It wasn't that those folks really changed. The Republican Party moved away from them. It's not that Joe Biden changed. He's very much of one of the old blue dog Democrats, he used to call it. The Democratic Party changed, and the people in West Virginia, a lot of those people would still be blue dogs, but the cultural stuff went too fast, or pick whatever you want, and the party moved away from them. So it went from blue to red. New Hampshire went red to blue, or is going that way. It's the same thing with some of these individual House races, and politics is still local, and you mentioned it. Some of this isn't really the population changing that much. It's just they're having to adjust with the candidates they're being presented in front of them, and thus they make adjustments. And then that's why we talk about these things. You know, the, these things are not set in stone. They may be completely different the next cycle because you put a different candidate in front of them. Right. Candidate quality still matters. And if Democrats do keep the Senate, that will be the main, I think, the main uh, moral, the Aesop fable of the midterms. Uh, candidate quality still matters. And In-house races, not so much because, again, 
those are those are like an ant colony they work together but in the senate it's like a bunch of grasshoppers to again to use the aesop fable metaphor um they're all individuals they all want to show who they are and that makes it a little easier for them to i guess run against the grain but i will i will challenge you on the idea that people haven't changed that's not entirely true uh more union workers and again people that do not have a college education they used to vote democrats now they're voting republican but that's more of the realignment but in some ways the core values of the state has not changed in terms of new hampshire or rhode island yeah adam bass joining us fair enough point we'll hash that out some other time though because i want to ask you about your home state massachusetts uh some interesting stuff going on up there politically again here's a deep blue state probably maybe the bluest of blue states especially you know the boston area this sort of thing why should the greater country pay attention to things like massachusetts uh not just because you know the governor's going to run for president because he's got nothing better to do coming no, up he's not. but in you really <laughs> think he's not going to run no, he's not. He's done. Um, Charlie Baker has no path to run for president. He's shown. No I didn't say he's going to win. I'm just saying there's a lot of people that want him to run. I could name you names of some players that are really pushing him to run. You still think he's not going to do it? No, he's done. There's been reporting that, you know, he he was convinced by his wife um, to say, look, we're done. We don't want to be harassed by these right wingers in Massachusetts anymore because they've been protesting outside of our house in the swamp, Scott. And you know, Charlie Baker just wants to move on with his life. Um, if you want a Republican from a blue state to run for governor, your best chance is Larry Hogan, who's really itching. Uh, Larry Hogan's from Maryland, by the way. He's yeah. really itching to run, even though, again, no real path for him. No, no, he'll get a three. But I'll, I'll warn you, let me give you some journalistic advice real quick. Gail Manchin was telling everybody that would listen two days prior to Joe saying he was staying in the Senate. You want to bring up Joe Manchin? Gail was telling everybody they were moving back to Charleston, and then he dropped that on Monday morning. So be careful riding with that one, buddy. It's all I'm going. You may be right. I may be wrong. We'll see how good. No, either way though, uh, they don't have a path. But putting that aside, Massachusetts always been a little weird. Every now and then, it seems like every third or fourth cycle, something surprises us out of Massachusetts um doesn't look like that's going to be the case this cycle though although within the blue on blue stuff you said there was a little bit of intrigue going on here yes there is so to put it bluntly what's going on in massachusetts is that while the core val again while the core values of the state aren't changing the the makeup and demographics of the state senate the state house and the executive branch are going to change drastically on the democratic side look who we have Maura Healey, Attorney General, who's probably going to be the first uh, lesbian elected as governor uh, in, in the country. You have her running mate, Salem Mayor Kim Driscoll. You have the Attorney General, uh, Andrea Campbell, former Boston City Councilor, probably going to be Massachusetts' first black female Attorney General. And state auditor candidate, uh, state senator for Methuen, Diana DiZaglio. Now, what do those four have in common? They're women. Massachusetts used to be the old boys club, but now we're starting to put the she in political machine. And in that regard, that's kind of big. You know, Massachusetts used to be a homogenous of Irish white Democrat, Irish white male Democrats, um, and maybe some Italians here and there. But now we have an executive branch that's go that's probably going to beat the Republican uh, lineup with Jeff Deal and Leah Al Colin. Alan, 
Alan Cole, excuse me. Uh, and that way, that's going to be kind of big to see four out of the five um, executive branch members be female. In the House, uh, it's becoming more open to candidate or excuse me, uh, politicians of color. You know, when Diana DiZaglio won her primary uh, against um, uh, Chris Dempsey, the person who succeeded her was a city councilor from Lorne who's Hispanic. And he's going to be the first person of color to represent that seat. So that's huge. And also, there's a sheriff race going on where a candidate, uh, Paul Harrow from Attleboro, is going up against 25-year incumbent Todd, uh, Tom Hodgson's. And that could be a close race, too. I'm going to keep an eye on that one because, A, people are a little uh, weary of Hodgson's, especially since all the MAGA stuff is going on down there. And, B, this is the first time a candidate from northern Bristol County is going up against Hodgson's. It's always been someone from Fall River and New Bedford, the two uh, southern cities of Massachusetts. So, you know, keep an eye here. Even though on a macro level it doesn't change much, on a micro level, everything matters here. There is going to be change in what things look like. Not how things are done. Maybe that's going to take a little while, but certainly what our representatives look like. And if we're going to have a uh, a system where nothing changed, then at least let's have our uh, representatives look uh, like they represent us. Yeah, and there was a there was a very real thing for a long time, especially in Boston. Just because you're deep blue and very progressive doesn't mean the diversity was keeping up with the rhetoric, and it looks like that's finally starting to change. It, it'll be slow though. Uh, nothing, nothing is gonna. You know, the thing is, is that change takes time, and that's I think one of the big problems with. You know, people's thinking, especially in a day and age where, you know, information comes at the click of a button at this moment. Just because information is traveling quick doesn't mean change well. But it will come. It will definitely come. Yeah. Adam Bass, our friend, local reporter, always love to have good local perspective on things. Let folks know where they can follow you and keep up with you, especially if they, for some reason, want to follow from Massachusetts or you just got to get somebody in there to balance it out. Let folks know where they can keep up with you until we get you back on again, my friend. Sure, you can follow me at Adam Bass of Mass on Twitter.com. You can also follow me uh, at the North Star Reporter, so at N Star Reporter. And also follow me, my friends Jesse Hahn, Logan Rabe, and Jack Leary on our podcast, The Cod Cabin, at The Cod Cabin. We talk about Massachusetts politics, have guests on, and, you know, we have a good time there. We love our Commonwealth. It's not a state, it's a Commonwealth. But, you know, and we talk about all the time there. So, yeah, once again, Andrew, thank you for having me on. Yeah, check out the podcast. Follow him. He's got a cool little local reporting thing about the language inside of how his town is set up, how it may mess up elections. That's the kind of local reporting you really need to pay attention to. And just because it's in your that small town, you might want to look at your cities and small towns because I bet you you might have the same problem. Good job there, buddy. We'll talk soon. Adam Bass, see you soon, buddy. Take care. Thank you. All the music on her tell is provided under a creative content license from monstercat.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.